With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome on into the Wolverine.com podcast. Clayton Safey here with Chris Ballas and Anthony Broom. Of course, we're all from the Wolverine.com, where you can go over there uh, for one dollar, you get an entire year of premium content. Just one, just a singular dollar. You can hit up AB, and he will uh, pay for that that first year. Uh, I don't know if he agrees to that, but there you go. I guess thumbs up. So uh, go and do that right now at thewolverine.com. We are also brought to you by Meatleet. Uh, Michigan fans, let's support Roman Wilson and book him on the Meatleet app. When you book Roman, you'll get the opportunity to have a one-on-one FaceTime where you can ask him about beating Ohio State including uh, getting his helmet ripped off by a, uh, you know, Ohio State defensive back, having a nice catch along the sideline. Uh, you know, just his time at Michigan, you can wish him well as the Wolverines are uh, trying to win a national championship here at the end of the season, Big Ten championship this weekend. And my favorite part about this, a portion of every call will benefit Michigan's Children's Hospital. Uh, so don't forget to use the promo code ROMAN to get 25% off. Caps do not matter. So R-O-M-A-N. Uh, go to meetleet.co slash Michigan, M-E-E-T-L-E-T-E dot C-O slash Michigan. You can also find it in the description uh, of this podcast. Uh, man, I- I'll tell you guys about the NIL stuff. A lot of these guys giving back to charity, which has been awesome to see. Um, so, yeah, go and do that right now. But, fellas, Chris, you said it yesterday, or I mean last week on the podcast. I think your exact words were, I hear Indy is nice this time of year. It's December and all that, we are going to get to experience it, uh, you know, after Michigan with just a, an unbelievable performance against Ohio State, really dominating the game 42-27 to 27 last week. The job that this staff and these players have done to come together and turn this thing around and really check all the boxes, all the concerns last year coming off that season, they've done just about everything to this point. You know, you still have more to go, but to this point, just about everything, you couldn't really ask for more. St. Elmo's, here we come, right, A.B.? And and Jumbo Cocktail Shrimp, man, uh, we've got it booked. So stoked. Uh, been down there for many basketball events, not the big one here. Uh, and frankly, it's long overdue, boys, let's be honest. And and Jim Harbaugh has been close. 2016, probably should have been there with a better whistle, with some better breaks. 2018, not close. Didn't go in with a, with a very good game plan defensively. And now that in hindsight, guys, I'm thinking, man, if you'd had a game plan like Mike McDonald's in that game, you know, could you, would you have won that game? You know, uh, it's interesting to think about. But let's not look backwards. Let's look to the now and going forward. What a job these guys have done. Never would have guessed that this team, somebody asked me, when's the next time you think it's possible? But for the season, I said 2023 when J.J. McCarthy's a a junior uh, and Cade McNamara's the guy to do it. I couldn't be happier for that kid. Okay, the maligned quarterback who... People are saying it's not good enough, not big enough, has the weenie arm type of thing. They used to say that about Tom Brady, by the way. And no, I'm not comparing him to Tom Brady. But what a job they've done. And uh, we'll have some inside the fort stuff tomorrow, guys, in an article about how it came together in the offseason. I got some fascinating stuff from some insiders that that talked about that. But credit to them. Now the big key here, guys, don't overlook Iowa. This is a team that can punch you in the mouth and uh, and catch you off guard if you're not prepared for them. I don't think they have enough offensive firepower, but if you're not ready to play, they can certainly give you a game. 
Yeah, this is the type of team where you know you fumble here, you you know they force a three and out there. All of a sudden, you look up. Forty-five minutes has gone by, and it's halftime already, and you're down 10-0. So have to be on high alert for that. I mean, well, how? I mean, I will look back for a bit because this is a crazy week. This has been a crazy week. Um, it's the the idea that you could just turn the page from the Ohio State game and go. Pff, pff, it's in the past now. There's a Big Ten championship now. What? Like everyone wants to revel in that one still, and rightfully so. I mean, it was like you said, Chris, long overdue. Um, the way that I put it when Ryan Van Bergen and I did the post game show on Saturday is that like a lot of times after a game like that, you know, a fan base is like charged up. You're fired up. You're ready to go. But I think that the the feeling that I felt from a lot of people was it was like getting off of a roller coaster. Like the exhilaration. The I mean, the ride was fun, but the ride's over, and you're just like processing it all. Um, I think you saw that pour out onto the field on Saturday. Just pure emotion, pure celebration. The first time anyone stormed the field there in ten years. Uh, but there's bigger fish to fry now, which is wow. What a sentence to say. I mean, over under on this team coming into the year was seven and a half. Uh, I felt pretty good that they would bust through that eight nine wins, right? But a couple breaks have gone their way. Some big big time wins on the road and. They, they played their best football when the moment called for it. And that's something we haven't seen from this team. And it just takes one. Maybe this is a turning point. I don't think this is just a storybook season. I think <laughs> there is some staying power here, but you got to close it out on Saturday with a win over Iowa now. Yeah, and that's the key. And and Cade McNamara said the same thing. This needs to be the beginning. And Jim Harbaugh said the same thing. It's not about beating Ohio State once. It's about competing with them every year and competing for championships every year at Michigan like we're used to, and they're getting there. So I think this is a great start. There's good young talent on this team, guys. It's been fun, Clay, uh, and we're just getting just the beginning, baby. Three to go, right? You're right, and I think that comment, too, Jim Harbaugh saying it feels like the beginning, and he didn't elaborate, which he doesn't like too much, especially on things when he has a little more meaning to it. He lets us kind of interpret it, and the way I thought about that was not only this season, yeah, like, we're moving on to bigger and better things this year for with the Big Ten Championship, potential college football playoff. But it did feel like he kind of meant, you know, this is the beginning of potentially not only in that rivalry flipping things like they did on Saturday, but, hey, the monkey's off our back. It, we're no longer the team that can't do this or can't do that. I hate the word can't because you can't until you do, and then now they can. So, I mean, they always could. They just didn't. And, uh, and here we are. You guys mentioned Iowa, though. Um, I think they do have enough offensive firepower. And I'll tell you this, they don't have a lot of firepower, but this is a team that has won 10 games. As Jim Harbaugh said on Monday, they've been ranked number two in the country. They've been fortunate at times, like, you know, being able to come back against Nebraska there or whatever. But I think that, and it doesn't really matter with the fan base. We always say we can overlook teams and we can think this, but like you have to understand and go into this game with realistic expectations that Michigan almost lost at Nebraska. Michigan almost lost at Penn State. Like Iowa is right there, you know, with those teams, I guess you would say, you know, especially Penn State. And, you know, anything can happen in this game. I don't think this Michigan team is going to overlook them. Desmond Howard was on SportsCenter yesterday talking about how he's not worried about a letdown because it's not a regular season game where you then you just go into the next week. This is now the Big Ten Championship. And as Josh Ross said on Monday, they haven't won that since 2004, and they're fully aware of what's at stake here. So I don't expect any sort of letdown or anything like that, but I just want to remind people that I was a good enough team. Michigan's almost lost to worse teams. I think they may have clicked into gear. I think I'm going to predict a big Michigan victory, but just got to be mindful of that. Chris Hutchinson said yesterday, 
we had him on the podcast and, and Hutch, uh, that's Chris Hutchinson, Aiden's dad said he's Aiden was right back to watching film on Monday uh, of Iowa. And he said, okay, it's over, you know, moments over, let's go and see what's going on here. Uh, with the Hawkeyes and he, and they got his attention with how hard they play guys. That's uh, you know, there's that old adage, you know, washing machine works hard too. I think that was art uh, Clark Griswold's father-in-law who said that, but, uh, but you know what, these guys, when they play hard and they play together, they play well. Uh, I really have a lot of respect for Kirk Ferentz's program and how hard they play and how well they play and what he's accomplished there in his career. Uh, and that's why you never take these guys for granted ever. We saw what they did to Ohio state a few years ago. Uh, they don't have the offensive power power to do that to Michigan. But you know what things what interests me, guys, are they going to line it up and try something that most teams haven't done this year? Bring in an extra tight end and run it right at them and try to shorten the game. And, uh, you know, I thought I, I thought Ohio State came out in the second half and said, OK, well, you know, maybe we better see if we can do some things on the ground. They couldn't. But when you got a team like Iowa that might try to sustain that, bring a couple of those tight ends in and see if they can just move them back off the line of scrimmage, that's going to be, to me, what they do. Maybe look, mix a little play action in there because they know that they can't contend with these defensive ends with those tackles they have. And then play to their strength, which is their defense. Now they've led the nation with 22 interceptions. Michigan has not been risky with its passing game, so I don't expect that's going to happen, guys, that they're going to be flinging the ball over the place and, and Iowa's going to pick them off. But there is a path, people, don't fool yourselves, for Iowa to win this football game if Michigan doesn't play well. So I'll be very interested to see how they come out, uh, what kind of energy they have on on Saturday. Saturday night, guys, it's going to be a late one, but uh, late nights at the office this time of year aren't bad at all. Yeah, the thing with Iowa, too, is, uh, you know, to piggyback off what you said about the game plan and what they'll probably do, I mean, it is a smash mouth team. I like to call them a diet Wisconsin, but they're, you know, they're mm -hmm. probably more Wisconsin than Wisconsin is these days, given Great the last point. couple of years. Um, Tyler Linderblom is, is probably, their Iowa center is probably the best pure football player that Michigan has played against all year, especially in the trenches. And that's where a guy like Mozzie Smith, um, you know, he played an awesome game against Ohio State, but he's going to have the kitchen sink thrown at him. And if I was able to kind of run the ball up the middle and, and take some time off the clock and shorten the game, like you said, it wouldn't surprise me to see this team in a, in a game like they were at at Penn State. So um, I also don't think that uh, both of you guys have said this. I don't think it's in the DNA of this team to overlook anyone. Um, you know, we just haven't really uh, there hasn't really been a purely bad half of football since that Rutgers game. And even then they had the mental wherewithal to get back on the horse, make plays and go win the football game. So. I just feel like, you know, this team, this started, what we're seeing right now didn't start on Saturday. It didn't start in September. It started in January. These guys have been prepping for this moment, and I think they'll be ready for it. So I was going to throw a lot at them. It's going to be a rock fight. It will probably be an, an affront to the sport of football as we know it in the year 2021, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to the forward pass. But it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. And, and Big Ten rock fights, I, I think Michigan can hold up in a game like that. Hey, Michigan fans, I'm here with Rob Connolly, the CEO of Meatleet, uh, which is an incredible way for athletes to connect with fans. They can chat with them, FaceTime with them, uh, including some Michigan athletes here. We'll talk about Roman Wilson, uh, who is on there and uh, doing a great job with this NIL deal for him. Uh, but Rob, welcome to the show. Uh, and uh, just give us a little bit of basic information about Meatleet because it's a fascinating uh, and pretty cool opportunity for fans to connect with people that, you know, they wouldn't otherwise be able to connect with. Clay, and thanks so much for having us. So, yeah, Meet Lead the platform that gives fans the opportunity uh, to actually meet and have a conversation 
with some of their favorite athletes. And it's just an incredible opportunity, you know, for, for Michigan fans to, to have a conversation with Roman Wilson and ask, you know, what was it like, you know, uh, beating Ohio State and getting that monkey off your back or getting that helmet ripped off of you in the end zone? You know, what was that all about? It gives that the fans that really uh, interesting perspective of, of talking to the athlete that played in the game and, and having this conversation. So it's really an incredible experience that we're able to provide fans. No doubt. So speaking of Roman Wilson, fans can go to meetly.co slash Michigan. So M-E-E-T-L-E-T-E dot C-O slash Michigan. Uh, and they're able to download the app from there. Uh, you can support Roman Wilson uh, and having a unique one-on-one FaceTime where you can ask him about that. Yeah, the crazy play of him getting his helmet ripped off afterwards. His nice catch, 31-yarder along the sideline there. Uh, and be able to interact with him. So you get 25% off if you use the promo code ROMAN uh, in you know fan engagement platform designed to provide fans the opportunity to actually meet their favorite athletes, as you mentioned. Four to five minutes uh, of conversation. So it's not just like 30 seconds, one question. You get to actually have a conversation uh, share some special memories with him uh, as uh, you know, and then he can obviously give his insight on what uh, you know is going on exactly behind the scenes there from his point of view. Um, and Roman's not the only Michigan athlete that you guys are partnered with, right? Tell us more about uh, the other athletes you have involved. Yeah, we have uh, we have quite a few. We're getting more every day, but we have a uh, Keyshawn Harris, the cornerback, uh, Dan Valari, uh, the quarterback uh, scout team, I believe. Uh, and Sarah Brooks, who's the uh, national championship gymnast at Michigan, who's got an incredible story. She's just an incredible person. Uh, we have just amazing athletes, and, and it's just a really uh, awesome experience for fans. Yeah, so definitely check that out. We will talk more about it in the rest of the podcast here uh, with the other guys. But, uh, Rob, I appreciate it. Anything else you want to add before we go? Uh, just so you know, a portion of every call helps a charity of the athlete's choice. So, for example, in Roman's case, he's helping the Michigan's Children's Hospital. So it's helping a great cause. No doubt. So go and do that. Support Roman. Support the Michigan Children's Hospital as well. And, uh, and you know, be able to interact with your favorite Michigan athletes. So go and do that right now at meetly.co slash Michigan. The promo code Roman gets you 25% off right now. So go and do that. And, Rob, I appreciate it. Thanks, Clayton. Go Blue. Hey, Michigan fans, it's me, Roman Wilson, and I'm meeting my biggest fans on Meetly. It's an amazing app that allows me to connect and FaceTime with my fans. You can download the app now on the Apple Play Store, or you can go to www.meetlete.co slash Michigan. Go Blue! Man ball, man ball, man ball. Clay, I know you no, love it. It can't, it can't win a championship. It cannot beat Ohio State. Cade McNamara, you have to play JJ if you want to beat Ohio State, Chris. You do. <laughs> oh, Here comes the I, I sent a little shade being thrown at a few message board posters there. We love you all. It's okay. Yeah. It's, it's most of them. Guys. Yeah. yeah, most of them. Most of you, 99.9%. $1, though, only. $1. Um, yeah, you, you mentioned Anthony Linderbaum outstanding football player um you know has gotten a ton of attention this season everyone talks about iowa he's the first guy they talk about and it's unbelievable that that's the case and what a program you know the built in the trenches and and all that uh that you just start talking about their center uh when you talk about them but he really does uh make things go at the same time i think those tackles 
looking at some of the numbers on PFF and then watching some of their games, like those tackles are pretty susceptible. They're not like, you know, you can't go in and just, you know, watch this game and say, oh, Iowa's going to have great offensive line play through and through. Like they have a great center, uh, left guard's very good. The tackles are susceptible. Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo. I feel like we talk about this as like a key matchup every single week, but it's because Michigan's edge rushers are so good, create so much havoc as we saw last week. Uh, and, you know, other teams, man, just kind of have not been able to figure out how to stop them. It's, it's funny, Chris, listening to to uh, Chris Hutchinson on, on the podcast he did on Wednesday, talking about how these bigger programs are not willing to chip Aiden because, oh, we can handle him and our NFL tackle that, you know, there's no concerns about the NFL tackles going against Aiden Hutchinson. And then he has a legendary performance where he should have drawn about six holding calls. He only got one, three sacks, uh, four quarterback hurries, and another tackle for loss. Like he was just downright dominant. And then we talked about this off air yesterday as well, CB. He could win the Heisman this week. If Bryce Young and Alabama lose to Georgia, you know, and, and if he doesn't have some great game and a loss, because you got to win if you're, especially if you're a quarterback uh, trying to win the Heisman. And he gets a couple sacks and he draws a holding call. Or, I mean, everyone's going to be watching this game because he's gotten so much attention this week. He literally may just go win the Heisman Trophy this weekend. He's third in the odds right now. And, and you know, Stroud's a guy ahead of him. He doesn't have a game to play until now in, in yeah. New York. I say uh, let him return punts and kicks and give him that opportunity too, right? And uh, Not that, but would, would it shock you if Michigan's up big in this game? If Michigan's up big in this game, would it shock you if they try to get him a touchdown late or something like that? Yes, it would, it would cuz that's it, not their that's not this is not the Jim Harbaugh bowl and he has too much respect for Kirk Ferentz to, to run that circus out there. Yeah, now but I would love I would love to see it. <laughs> I know you would, uh, young man, but uh, you got a lot to learn. But no, you remember that Stanford Virginia Tech game several years ago when he was doing the line shifts over and over again. I don't know if you guys are old enough to remember it. It makes me yeah, sick to myself. 2011. But uh yeah, and he was toying with them. And, and the Virginia Tech defensive coordinator, for whatever reason, I can't remember his name. He's pretty damn good, too. Um, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was looking at him like he hated his guts. And he's like, all right. But uh, that's not going to happen. But I'll tell you what can happen. And you're like you said, if uh, if Alabama gets beat and uh, and Aiden Hutchinson goes out there, it's you know what? With Heisman voters, guys, it's a player too sometimes that makes a difference that they see that see over and over again. And that play with Aiden Hutchinson calling his shot on the sack when he ran over uh, fat boy there on the edge and told him he was coming <laughs> and then motored him uh, is something that's getting so much play right now uh, that I could see if he has a big game, he could steal this thing kind of the way that Charles Woodson did at the end of the year. Uh, I don't expect it, uh, but we're just saying he's in the conversation and his odds keep creeping up guys a little bit better, a little bit better. And as far as someone's importance to his team, AB, uh, I can't imagine anybody being more important to his team this year than Aiden Hutchinson. Oh, he is quite literally the – I mean, he is, through sheer force of will, the driving factor in why this team is where it is. He set the tone by coming back. He – and I know that's the off-the-field stuff. They don't – I mean, they, they're – I don't know how much the Heisman puts into that. But, again, there's not a – to me, there is not a player that has more of a factor on on-field and off-field success in the entire country than him. Um, especially, I mean, we're not even, we haven't really talked much about the role he's played. Not only is he rushing the passer, they're dropping him into coverage and yeah. he was a fingertip away from ending that game Saturday. Um, you know, with the Dikembe Matumbo swat of the football away on fourth down. So it's, he's incredible and he, he deserves, if not the Heisman, I mean, he deserves all the praise he's getting for 
being the potential number one overall pick. I mean, he is, I said this a couple times this week, when you, if you're an NFL team and you're drafting that high, not only are you looking for an all pro talent, you're looking for an all pro person too. And someone who's going to be a factor and making sure you're never picking that high again. He's that dude. And I don't know what that means for the Heisman, but um, you know, you go out and have another killer two, three sack performance, force a fumble, make some kind of big play. I, I, the case is there from there. It's the voters. It's a popularity contest, whatever yep. we know what our, our eyeballs see. He is uh, I think he might be the best football player in the country period. I agree. And some of those tackles that he makes uh, Clayton from when he's on the other side of the field and you know, he's unblocked and he's going to the other side in the run game. Uh, that's the thing. He, he holds up at the line of scrimmage. He's so strong. Uh, he lost a little weight and I was a little worried about that. Uh, I'll be honest, you know, it's like, okay, how's he going to do uh, in the run game? I guess uh, that was stupid, you know, because he's as strong as he's ever been. And we've seen him with the, uh, with the, uh, whatever exercise that is with the one hand with the weights and uh, looking like a Greek God out there. That's just absolutely sick uh, how strong he is, but um, great family, man. I got to tell you, and people need to watch that podcast if they haven't with Chris Hutchinson and Doug Skeen going back and forth. A couple teammates from the 90s. Chris Hutchinson was a great football player. His son's even better uh, and just high character people. Hard to believe, man. Number 97. Uh, he's leaving here a legend, guys. Am I wrong? Is he no. up there with the, the I, maybe maybe a half notch below a Charles Woodson because he won the Heisman? If he wins the Heisman, though, man, then he's right up there. And as far as Michigan legends go, uh, honestly, he's in my top 10. It's the same deal with Charles Woodson if he wins a Heisman, in my opinion. Um, you know, Charles did it on both sides of the ball. He, you know, was a little more beloved probably. But, I mean, not much with the way, and especially if he does go out with a Big Ten championship, potentially a national championship, then he'd be right there. Hassan Haskins is a Michigan football legend now too, guys, in my, in my book. If you score five touchdowns in that game, he's got 18 on the year. He's going to break the record, uh, you know, I assume, for a single season in Michigan history. Uh, it just shows you how much that game can really do for you, but, but outstanding. And, and you're right about Aiden. Legend's a strong word. Uh, I, you know, I put him up there with, with Chris Perry, who won the Doak Walker award in 2003, even though he's not going to win it for what he means to this team too. Uh, and knock on wood, uh, no fumbles. I mean, as hard as he runs guys and the way he holds onto that ball, uh, this guy's something else and it's pass pro. And I give Mike Hart a lot of credit. Uh, A.B., uh, the, the job he's done with the running backs this year, watching Mike Hart play and the patience that these guys are running with now and the job they're doing in pass protection, uh, Mike Hart's due for a little bit of a pay raise. Oh, pay raise. Give him, give that guy whatever he wants. Because um, there are going to, I mean, I'm sure we're already hearing whispers, there are going to be schools that come after that guy because he's done such a good job. And he is uh, he is a rising name. So, yeah, pay that guy whatever he wants. Uh, you know, I know a lot of people kind of in the past when, when Jay Harbaugh was coaching, they said, oh, well, they don't do a very good job of keeping with the hot hand and they're getting too many guys involved. And I think to me that's the biggest thing this year is that they have ridden the hot hand. I mean, we saw earlier in the year, um, you know, Blake Corum was for three or four weeks, everyone's saying, oh, my God, is this guy going to – is he the best running back in the country? Is he going to win the Heisman? He gets banged up, missed a couple plays here and there, but they've been riding Hassan Haskins more or less the whole year. And like I said – Legend is probably a strong word, but he's the best Michigan running back since Mike Hart. I mean, I don't think that's much of a debate. Um, as far as Aiden goes, I mean, yeah, you go out. I guess it depends on what happens next. Um, he's, I mean, he's up there easily in terms of guys since Woodson. I mean, Jake Long and Braylon Edwards would be up there, obviously. But he's he's in that conversation, if not at the top of that list since then. So, 
You go yeah. out and have another big performance, and this team gets to the playoff. I mean, think about that. He's um, if there's a Mount Rushmore of the last thirty years or so, he's got a real strong case for it. And you know, again, through sheer force of will, he is he has elevated this team. And you know, they you know they say you take on the identity of your head coach, but you also take on the identity of your captains and your leadership too. And and uh, like I said. Um, Maybe not so much legend talk with Hassan Haskins, but Aiden Hutchinson. We're going to look back on this guy in the not too distant future and be like, "Wow, this was really, really a special football player." Yep. Yeah, I'm putting Hassan Haskins in the legend book, but I mean, it's obviously up for you know, it's subjective. Um, and I, by the way, you mentioned the staff. AB, uh, they got to raise that assistant pool that went down by almost two million dollars this past off season. They got to raise the salary of their head coach because this is now suddenly, after being an unproven and young staff, is now one of the best in the country. Uh, and if you keep that together, uh, I think you know you're going to continue to build on this thing. You're already seeing not the immediate 2022 recruiting ramifications, but you're already seeing it in 2023. Um, guys, what else are you going to be watching Saturday night? You know, obviously, uh, it, it seems like this defense uh, against the Iowa offense should be able to uh, really limit the Hawkeyes. Um, but man, that's a good Iowa defense as well. So I'm interested to see how Michigan comes back. And, you know, they were creative in that Ohio state game. They kind of threw the kitchen sink as I think one of you guys said earlier in that game, but you got to come up with another great game plan and follow that up. Yeah. I was interested in talking to Tom Kaker of Hawkeye report. And he said, this is not a great run stopping team. And then I look at the stats and they're top 15 in the country. And he says, you know, compared to past teams, and they're, they're leaky at times. And I'm like, wow, you know, then, then the standard's it's pretty high. It's a high bar, but yeah. It is a high bar, but it is uh, because they play good defense there. Norm Parker, Phil Parker now, uh, you know, going right down the list, those guys play, they have an identity. And when you have an identity like that and you play that kind of football and you can stop the run, if they can stop the run uh, and put it on Cade McNamara a little bit, then this could be one of those low-scoring games, like you said, a rock fight, Anthony, where it goes back and forth. God help us! God help us that it's not like that game, the twelve to ten game or whatever it was a, a few years ago. What was it, fifteen to thirteen? I don't ten three. Yeah, it's no, not that one. That was in a different rock fight. The one that they lost in in uh, Iowa City in the last second. Fight. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, oh, like yeah, thirteen uh, twelve 14, or something. 14, 13. Right. Yeah. God, did that, that suck? But uh, you know, you get into fourteen with like a bunch of safeties and field goals and stuff too. It wasn't two touchdowns, but and it was awful. And that's the kind of game that you don't want to get into with these guys because they. They can win that game. Michigan can win that game, too. But you don't want to have to win that way. Do what you're doing. Uh, open up the playbook a little bit. Uh, some of the, the calls that we saw, there were some third down passes, guys. That People forget that long pass to Roman Wilson was a third and two throw, which is a low percentage throw that drew the pass interference call in the fourth quarter. Um, and, you know, take some of those shots like that, too. Uh, no risk, no reward, right? Michigan State found that out against Michigan with a couple of throws like that, and they've been doing it all year. And uh, so – uh, mainly, though, um, do what got you there, right? Ride the horse that got you there. Uh, Hassan Haskins is going to have a big game, in my opinion. He, he's going to have another one of those four-and-a-half-yard uh, per carry, you know, 130-something-yard games and set up the uh, the second and sixes or, or so on and so forth. But uh, it's going to be that kind of game, and it's going to go fast because there's going to be a lot of running. You're going to see some play action. It wouldn't surprise me at all to see Iowa try to get the tight ends involved because they always do. Uh, but – Man, I just can't wait, fellas. It seems to, this, this week's gone awfully slow as hard as we've worked. Let's put it that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And, you know, when we look at the type of game this could be, I, you know, I hate, I hesitate to make this comparison because it is Michigan State. It is the school up the road, so to speak. But uh, the last time that I was in the Big Ten title game, uh, 
that was a rock fight too. 16, 13. Yep. And it took a 23 play or 22 play drive from MSU at the end of the game, uh, which is insane in its own right to, to walk out of there with a big time title. So I has been there before and, you know, they're, they're hungry to put their name on that trophy too. I could see this being like a, you know, you know, we're in the business of saving our predictions for the content on the site. Right. But uh, I could see this being like a 24, 13, 24, 16 type of game. Um, you know, I don't expect Michigan to blow Iowa out. I think Iowa's too well coached. I think that, um, you know, they've they've tended to play up in these type of games. And it seems like the last couple of times that Michigan's played Iowa, like you said, the 14-13 game in, in 2016, which basically, you know, which essentially knocked Michigan onto Indianapolis. And then um, the 10-3 game in Ann Arbor a couple of years ago. It just seems like it's always like pulling teeth against these guys. But mm-hmm. I just feel like this Michigan team, all things being equal, just has that extra gear to it. Um, and players said this week, like they don't feel like they've played their best four quarter football game yet. So I don't know if it comes on Saturday, but, uh, it just feels like they've accomplished too much to let this one slip away. Definitely. Um, do we want to save that best game of the year for the save save that best game of the year for the championship game? You're right. And we could be back in Indianapolis in early January, but it is a long way to go. Obviously two tough games to win before then. Um, Basketball team, four and three right now with three losses coming off of second blowout loss in 10 days, Uh, you know, really struggling. Just kind of real quick before we go, I mean, you name it, this team has problems in in that area, X, Y, Z. You know, they don't have a point guard right now. They're not defending well. It was an embarrassing defensive display in that second half against North Carolina. I guess quick thoughts on, uh, on where things stand for basketball. We'll obviously get into more of that once this football season ever ends. I don't know if it ever will, though. Yeah, let's do 30 seconds each here. Uh, point guard is an issue. Uh, Devontae Jones, I don't think, is the answer there, and Frankie Collins isn't ready. And they don't have any shooters. Uh, uh, their big man is not playing like he really wants to be there half the time. I hate to say it, uh, but it looks like it to me, Hunter Dickinson, and he's not playing smart. Juwan Howard has his work cut out for him uh, to get this team to the NCAA tournament, which is something I can't believe I'm saying and wouldn't have said before the year. Yeah, I mean, I would echo a lot of that. And I think the thing that's most jarring to me is that there just hasn't been a lot of fight in these guys uh, as of late, and which is surprising because they were talking about how they were beating the hell out of each other in training camp with black eyes and, and busted lips. And, hey, maybe you guys should have, instead of beating on each other, maybe you should have worked on ball security a little more and shooting a little bit more, taking care of the basketball. Um, they have real issues. And I'm starting to think it might be a roster construction issue. Uh, but if you're going to, if like Chris said, if you're going to get what you have out of Devontae Jones and not get anything out of Hunter Dickinson, whatever it is, like if this is how it's going to look, those freshmen need to play regardless of if they're ready or not. So, nope. No doubt. And I think uh, there's no Xavier Simpson alpha dog on this team. Eli Brooks is a great leader, but they're going to need somebody to step up if they want to turn this thing around. Uh, that is our show for this week. We ended on a sour note, but a lot of good football stuff to talk about. We are headed to Indy today, and we will be there through the weekend. Tons of content coming. We got a bunch of fun things planned over at thewolverine.com. So check us out for $1 for an entire year. Also, thank you to Meatleet. Go to meatleet.co slash Michigan to uh, connect with Roman Wilson. Other Michigan athletes also on the platform as well. You can chat with them, and we'll see everybody next time. <laughs>
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.